Hello and oh no no. Buckle up. <laughs> we are back. Episode two. We have Lo here with us from Mommy's Blunt blog. And we are matching. I know you can't see us um, if you're not watching on YouTube but or on Spotify. But we are we are matching from HTT head to Don't toe. Don't forget Towny Silk. Oh my gosh. We went to the store. We're like, we, we need these. We bought the same pants. <laughs> And we haven't They're stopped talking about them. They're the greatest, most comfortable pants I've ever put on my body. And this got me thinking. When I was a kid, I used to go to this the mall and buy matching outfits with my friends. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm literally an adult and we just bought a matching outfit. And the lady at the store was like, so you guys are going to match? Yeah. And we were like, correct. <laughs> we even bought the socks. <laughs> correct. I forgot that. Oh, we'll put them on at my it's house It's okay. After, so. We're going to go to her house and eat Chinese food after. Um, but we do have a nice charcuterie board here waiting for us and a taste test. I'm scared. So I found this at the store and I thought this would be like a fun little icebreaker because, you know, we need to break the ice. But it you know, says, we don't know each other at all. true love never fizzles out and it's a Valentine's seltzer and there's no flavor. What do you think it's going to taste like? I think it might taste like peppermint. Oh, see, I was going to say like cherry. Okay. Let's but see. But maybe that's just because it's red. But I don't know, like what's considered like an aphrodisiac? Well, it didn't, didn't put clams in here. Ew. Uh, <laughs> was it to say oh! strawberry? Is it mint? I get like, what is that? Kiwi? Guava? Maybe. Okay. Cheers. Oh. Bubble gum? I don't, I like how it tastes more than I like how it smells. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't taste like it smells no. at all. I'm getting bubble gum. Tooty fruity. Get it on the flow and shake that booty. I feel like the flavor's really, really subtle. I can't figure it out. I don't taste bubble gum. I, I do. I don't hate it. Whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I just thought that would be fun. I don't know what it is, but I like it. It wasn't peppermint. That's for sure. Yeah. I wasn't thinking peppermint. No, no. It wasn't peppermint, but you know, it's cool. I, I do think that it was... I'm here for it. Well, now mine's got lipstick on it. That's okay. All right. So now that we have put our brains to work... <laughs> Okay, so when I was in high school, when actually when I was in middle school, I feel like I would go to the store and buy matching outfits with my friends. One of the struggles I ran into was that often I was not the same size as the person and mine cost yeah. more money. And I was so sad. But like, I just remember like how how cool it was to be like we match and then so today when we were literally buying matching outfits from head to toe i was just like this is crazy like we are whole adults and we just bought matching outfits but i think it's fun to do that sometimes because it we get is. stuck on the fact that we have to be adults and who said you have to have it together all the time like i feel like there's this pressure of like having to like be a certain way or like always be put together like this was just fun and silly and for the record i'm really freaking comfortable me too these pants <laughs> i'm telling you these I pants are what they i are. wish i kept the tag i have the they're tag. so comfortable uh, yeah let's see the sell them on amazon i think they're like like i guess they like wrong <laughs> <laughs> they are listen they stretch <laughs> i don't know what they are but like they're amazing so low yes um i want to chat about our friendship <laughs> a little bit because i know we touched on it in the first episode <laughs> We touched on, that's our friendship right there. <laughs> Correct. We touched on it in the first episode, but I really think that when I was being an adult and making friends is hard. 
It's I mean, almost impossible. And by times we just like default to, okay, well, I'm just going to stick with the same friends I have. They're safe. They're comfortable. They're known. I know when to talk to them. I know when not I to I don't them. have to explain things. They've seen my baggage. Right. And sometimes we just like say, okay, well, we're just going to leave it there. Yep. What do you think was different about our friendship? Like when we first started? I literally, okay, so we did touch on this last time. And the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> Like, it was very out of character for me to be like, hey, we've talked a few times. We know a couple people in common. You want to just meet up? Cool, let's do it. And I didn't cancel. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't do that. Like, I don't, I don't take, I've said this to you. Like, I, people in my circle, I'm very assertive. I refuse to be walked over. I'm blunt to a fault. I, I get that about myself. But people I don't know, I'm very passive. I wait for you to come to me. Once you let me know, hey, I want to be your friend. I'm like, sweet. Right. But that like rejection fear, I guess it is, like is like ingrained in my brain. So I don't know what was different. I just know it happened. (laughs) Okay. So then we we fast forward and now we've been friends for about two months. I'm coming over your house a few times a week to hang out with you and your kids. And we're like, wow, this is just different. I don't know. And it was I, weird. I actually looked at you not too long ago and I was like, do I drain your social battery? And no, we both said that. We were yeah. like, because like we both said it's hard to hang out with people that drain you. And I was like, when we hang out, I get recharged, which right. is hard for a lot of people. Most people to an extent will drain you. Right. No matter what. And it's not anything wrong. Well, most of the time, it's not a selfish, anything wrong with them thing. It's just people are at their core always looking for something inside. They need fulfillment in some area, whether it's in your interaction, whether it's whatever it is, that you feel drained because you always have to give. Right. And I always feel like when we hang out, I always get something. Yeah, it's like an intangible thing. When we do nothing. And I think that's the best part. We're throwing it back to how it used to be. Today, outside of the group breakfast, which I... Need us to start again. I love that. Um, today was the second time you and I have hung out and actually done something. Outside with without your kids. Well, let's make that a very important factor. Without my kids. Yeah. I got to be a person. <laughs> it was so crazy. Like we literally were eating breakfast. I literally looked back and I was like, do you need me to take your water bottle? No. Right? Okay. So Open, closed, yeah. you have shoes on. You need me. Excuse me? No. Okay. But like it was so crazy because again, like we've had this whole dynamic yeah. And your kids are built in, which I think is what needs to happen. Well, because yeah. if I was only like, we can only hang out when you don't have your children. I'd never see I'd you. I'd never see you. And we wouldn't have this friendship. No. But I also think I said that to you. Part of the reason we're able to be the friends we are so quickly is because my best friends that I've fostered relationships with over time, those other people are in my season with me. Right. So they can't be in my life the way you are because they need someone to be in their life the way you are because they're doing the same things I am. Surviving. They're going home to their children if they have jobs or they're home all day with their children or they have to do bedtime. They have to do dinner. They have to do all those things. So you, it's hard to be that for each other if you're both in it. It doesn't work. Right. And I don't think I realized the value of a friend outside of my same season until our friendship clicked. Yeah, I think it's so fun. Like it's it's... It's so necessary, probably more so for me that you're not in my season than it is for you that I'm not in yours. Because if I was in your same season, it wouldn't change anything. We just get to do this more often. Right. But I also think it would lose 
Because, like, it's not just us, you know? So we have conversations. Oh, yeah, my children you know adore I mean? like, you. Like, but they add to our conversations. They add to what we say and to what we do. And I think, like, that plays its own fun dynamic. But I do think one reason I love it so much is because we are not in the same season. I think it would be... It, this wouldn't have happened. It's the one aspect about us that we don't have the same thoughts on all the time. So I think it makes it better. Yeah. Like... You, I can offer perspective that you may not have, or you get to be the fun auntie to my kids because you don't have to think in mom mode. And I teach them all the bad things. Actually, all the bad things. Yes, all of the things. I almost dumped out a laundry basket and said, "We," and then I said, "Megan, put that back down. You put that down." <laughs> Except I came down the stairs and she was still sitting in it. Well, she was in it, but I almost flipped it over and taught her how to dump everything like out of it. So I was like, "No, no, okay, we're not going to do that." But I think that it. I didn't know I could have a friend like this in adulthood. Correct. And I think that that's something where I was just like, well, I'm never going to find friends like this. So I'm just going to not. And you came into my life at the weirdest time. And for both of us. I was looking for a friend. Yeah. But I was connecting with a lot of people. And it's crazy how quick we connected. So I will say this. Like, I am not here. Like, I think social media friends are amazing. And I think that a lot of times they stay on the internet, right? Because I have a bunch of those. Right. And they are necessary and they're fun and everyone cheers you on. And you, they honestly are more supportive to you than anyone else you know. Oh, I notice that all the time. But I think it's important to say, okay, well, this person is local. This person is kind. They do have a good heart. Is this worth me stepping out on a limb and possibly facing rejection? Right. And my time, you know? Like, it could have been, like, a really bad first date. It could have. It could have. But we went out to breakfast, and we walked in, and someone was like, are you related? And we were like, <laughs> are we? I don't know. Wait. Tell people what you put me in your phone as, and then I'll tell them what you, I put you in my phone as. And we had no idea, okay? Oh, yeah. This was weird. This was weird. Um, you're in my phone as Megan's soul twin. And I had no idea, and Lauren is my phone as Lauren Twinsy. <laughs> it was weird. And we just had no idea. And this is before we like even met. I'm pretty sure I put that in there. So was it? No, I think it was after. I think, well, I mean, it's weird because like we went to that one breakfast and then we talked all the time with that. We didn't see each other again for like four months until yeah. after I had the baby. That's true. So much so I forgot we went. I was like, I've never met. You also forgot I had the toddler with me. I did. I was like, I've never met your daughter. She was like, Megan, you literally ate breakfast with her. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I did. You're oh, right. That's right. That happened. But no, I think like as adults, I think I said this to you too, like so many of our friendships that are newer, like outside of everyone has like those friends they had since they were younger or high school right. or college or earlier phase of your life that you, you cling to almost in a sense through life because you had, like we said, you have that history, but at, you hit a certain point where it's all of your friends are circumstantial. Right. Where you work together and you have these great group of friends when you work. But as soon as one of you leaves that job, that friendship goes with it. You, tr you try for a little while, but it, it never goes. is the same. It never Because is. the thing you had in common that made you friend, because odds are you have nothing else in common with these people. Right. Except you can complain about the same things together. You suffer together. <laughs> or like I've become friends with like the women that date my husband's friends. Right. But guess what? They come and go too. <laughs> And unless they get married, they're out of my life. And like even the ones that stay, like his friend is about to get married. She's a sweet girl. Like we get along really well. But like 
Actually, that's not true. We might actually be friends. She is a Gilmore Girl addict. So that's a bad example. We would be friends. But other than that, most of them, it's circumstantial. And it's, it takes work. It does. And it's hard to put in that effort when you, it's it's so hard to be outside of your immediate circle mm-hmm. in this point in our lives. Like, I look at you and you, your job doesn't end. Like, it's, you, it you don't have real hours. You're end. all over the place. Like, you're constantly working. You have school. You have this. You have your passions. You have the podcast. It is, when I see people at this point in my life, I'm choosing to invest my time in them. And if I know a friendship isn't worth it, I can't give it that investment anymore. Right. It's it's hard. And it, so for that reason alone, it's it's hard to make friends, but it's harder to keep them if you don't have that long history behind it. Yeah, it is. Because then you can't just like flake out for like right. months at a time, you know? And so I think that a lot of it is what we tell ourselves. And, you know, it's always like when you're not looking, you'll find it. But can you talk about... Just can you give us a little example about what the power of suggestion is <laughs> and how this has worked in your life, not related to friendship, but I think it's just so powerful of an example. Okay, like I said, I'm really afraid I'm going to retroactively fail high school for this. You can't. Stack um, limitations. <laughs> okay, so I just told Megan this story. I don't know what we were talking about, but it is true. It shows the power of suggestion. So my high school was like an academic, like, I don't even know what to call it. It was a snooty school, private school. Yeah, it was. And so every year you had a big term paper to write. Every year they like got bigger and bigger. And by senior year, it was like almost 20 pages or something like that. And at this point, <laughs> I had already gotten to college. I had all my credits. I just needed to finish. And I just didn't care. So I started writing my term paper. And I just stopped writing my term paper. Um, and then... Before I knew it, it was due and I had done nothing. So the day it was collected and every day after that, I kept asking my English teacher, did you read my paper yet? Did you read my paper yet? Like, I'm so excited to see what you think. Like, did you read my paper yet? Like, this is like a huge, huge assignment at our school. Like, you you go back and forth getting your topic approved. You, it, it's insane what goes into this thing. And so I'm like, I'm so excited for your feedback. I can't wait to hear what you think. Every single day, this probably lasted about three weeks. And she was like, nope, I didn't get to it yet. I didn't get to it yet. I'm halfway through. I'm sure I'll get to yours tonight, blah, blah, blah. The day we hand papers back, she doesn't have a paper for me. Oh my God, no way. (laughs) And (laughs) she asks, she pulls me aside so she can talk to me. And she's like, Lauren, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I cannot find your paper. And I'm like, oh my God, what, what do you mean? And she was like, is there any way you can reprint it for me? And I was like, I had this story ready to go. And I was like, my computer wasn't working at home. Like all I have at home is like my my intro, which for the record is the only part I actually did. Um, I was like, I did the rest of the library before school. Like I had it written out. Like I had no other way to type it, which for anyone listening to this who's in the modern world or Gen Z or whatever, back in 2007, um, we didn't have this little cloud. So the fact that I typed it at school meant it was gone. Gone, gone. Gone, gone. Like as soon as I hit print, it was gone. Not that there was anything to actually print, but for the sake of the story. Um, And I was like, so I printed it at school. I was like, I don't have anything. And she was like, she's like, all right. She's like, listen, this is my fault. I'm so sorry. I am pretty sure I gave you a 96. She's like, I'm just, I'm just gonna. And I watched her write it in her grade book that she gave me a 96 and feeling so guilty that she lost my paper that I never handed it. And that is the power of suggestion because I asked her every day. 
what she thought of my paper and how excited I was and how proud of it I was. And I couldn't wait to hear what she had to say. And I never did it. But you got the outcome that you had hoped for. Like that, that is the power of suggestion. I convinced this woman she lost something and graded something that she never even touched. That's crazy. But I also think too, our mindset plays into every single thing we do. Oh, I was committed. If you weren't committed, I it wouldn't have worked. I was so committed. I didn't even tell anybody that I did that until after I graduated because one of my best friends to this day was in that class. And if I had told her while we were still in that class, she would have been so upset about it. She would have ratted me out and I would have been in so much trouble. But it all worked out. So I think when you go into friendships, you need to say, okay, I have an open mind and you need to understand like you not showing up is not my problem. It's a you thing. Right. And I think you need to separate yourself from the friendship in a way to keep it healthy. So like for me, if I were like, okay, I'm going to show up here at this time. And you're like, oh, I can't make it. I'd be like, okay, cool. That That's life. It happens. Let's say we did it again. I'd be like, oh, we're going to go here. And you're like, yeah, sorry, can't make it. They'd be like, okay, I'm going to come over to your house this day. You're like, yeah, no, you can't. I'm like, oh, you want to come over to my house? No, no, no. That's not a reflection of me. That's a reflection of you. But that repetition, I'd be out. Right. Right, right. And so I think it's important when you start making friends as an adult that you realize the patterns and that you understand that the other person's actions is not on you. Because for me, I hold a lot of like, oh, well, look, maybe I did something. Like, oh, for sure. It was always, what was I lacking? Right. Like, what what was it on my end that caused that? And I think, I think that's human nature. I think that's something ingrained in us as like, by society like I think there's so much pressure to always be on and to be put together and I think to bring it back to our friendship that's why it clicked the way it did because it was the opposite of that you came regularly and actively to get to where we are now into my life at a point where I had just had my second baby and I was in a fog so like physically emotionally mentally my house myself my world it was a hot mess express and that's where we, that was our starting point. Yeah. Nowhere to go but so, up. So like I never had a point with you where I was like afraid to show you the ugly because right. you you came into it. Like, and for whatever reason, I wasn't trying to hide that. I was like, this is me right now. This, if you want to be my friend, like this is where we're at. Like I still can't, I'm not clear to drive a car yet. Like, I mean, Welcome. And I'm so grateful you let me in because it allowed me to feel like I was a part of your life. You know what I mean? Like I was saying this the other day, I've never once felt, and this is like not in a bad way, but I've never once felt like, oh, she is treating me like a guest. And I know that that sounds like terrible. It did. When you said that to me, I was like, well, now I feel bad, but I got what you meant after. (laughs) Yeah. I was just welcomed. Like I was a long lost family member. And it was in, in that, in my season of life, that's something I need because I've lived all over and I have lacked connection on so many levels. And it's so nice to just come to someone's house and just exist, right? Like we don't talk all the time. Sometimes we just sit there. And I mean, and it's hard because most of the time, this being a rare occasion that we're going to try and do more often, we have my kids, which means I'm getting distracted halfway through a sentence or even while you're talking to me, as much as I am actively listening, I am simultaneously 
instructing my toddler right or making a bottle or changing a diaper or whatever it is like you you gotta buckle up for that like I'm never nothing in my life gets 100% of my attention until they're in bed right and even then I'm still listening to a baby monitor so it's it's hard and it's sometimes impossible so existing is literally all I can offer a lot of the time and I'm here for it but that to me is the strongest friendships like in general like I say that all the time my friends who can just hang out and exist like when did we become these people who always have to do something right why do we always have to be going somewhere why is brunch always have to be included like why do drinks always have to be included why does there always have to be a purpose why can't it just be come exist with me if you have kids bring your kids let's exist with me and those are my favorite 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 most flourishing at this point in my life friendships and i think you coming into my life when you did not even having kids yet and being that content put a magnifying glass for me on a lot of other friendships I had that we had just said, like you have friendships that you have history with. And I've been holding on to a lot of people because of history mm-hmm. that do drain me, that don't serve me, that are very one-sided, that I'm not comfortable to let into my mess, that I'm not able to, that I still feel like I have to be on for, I have to censor how I talk, what I'm saying, whatever it may be. Right. When you finally find your people, it makes you aware of the people in your life that are not your people. Yeah. And you are like the queen of hard conversations. Like, I just think people come to you to have them written. Okay. They do. Like, you are just like the lady for hard conversations. And she, I'm just going to say this. She is for hire. If you need her to write anything, just come to me and I will, I will send you an invoice. Okay. So I think that, can you just kind of put some language around or some mindset around what goes into kind of giving feedback or having a hard conversation? Because like, for me, I am like, I, I, I just, you know, I just like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. And like people do walk over me and take me for granted. And there are people I should have conversations with that say, hey, like, I'm so sorry, but like, I'm no longer available for this. Right. And when it comes to having those hard conversations, like at what point are you like, okay, it is time for this conversation? Well, I think it's what you said. It's patterns. Like as far as it's like people in my life or like specifically friendships in my life, like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, you can't tell me you're busy or, or you have to cancel or we have to reschedule. Like I do that. Like I get social anxiety now ever since COVID and having kids. Like I look for excuses to cancel sometimes. I really do. Um, but it's the patterns. And when I notice patterns in people and I hear the same excuse or when I can't anticipate it, mm. when I know you're going to do something or I, I can tell it's happening ahead of time and you unfortunately prove me right. That's when I get to a point where like, I can't, I'm, I, that's fine. Here's where I'm at. You can either, you know, we can work through this. You can change your patterns of behavior or I'll see you around. Like I can't, I spent a lot of time in my life trying to like make friendships work that don't work because I have a hard time letting people go. And then I realized I don't care. Right. And and I, I think the switch for me was having kids because the biggest thing for me is you can be inconsistent with me all you want. You're not going to be inconsistent with my children. If my kid starts calling you auntie because you've been around and suddenly you peace out, you don't get to just walk back in and think everything's fine. Right. Like you're not doing that to my children. And that's that I think is the push to be like, I won't be walked over anymore. 
No, that makes that makes sense. Because again, the most important thing you can do for a child is to show up. Yep. I am literally here to say, like, I have no idea what I'm doing being an auntie. And I'm like, I tell my nephew, listen, I'm gonna show up. I, I don't but know that, what's gonna happen after that. That's but everything I'm gonna show up. And yeah, I really do believe that no matter what season of your life you're in, creating realistic expectations and then committing to those is the patterns that you need. Because I can't expect you to say, yes, I'm going to get a babysitter every single week and oh, we're going to go out wish. and we're going to live our best life. And I know that realistically, like that is not a realistic expectation for you right now. No. However, a realistic expectation is me coming over your house a few times a week to hang out with you and the girls for a few hours. Like that's realistic. Right. And the fact that Today, I'm like, oh my God, it's like our first outing. Like, it's so crazy. How, but in the but best way. But it doesn't way. even feel like it. And I think the biggest thing too when it comes to these adult friendships is you can't have expectations that you're not giving back. So like, I don't expect anything from my friends that I'm not willing to give them. If I expect, if if, if I'm asking you or or counting on you to show up or do something for me, it's because I know I would, without question, do it for you. Mm -hmm. I don't expect things I don't give. And I've been told my expectations are too high. But I honestly think I just have boundaries and people don't always respond to them. I, I don't think high expectations are, you know, refusing to let people flake on you and blow you off or feeding you lip service. Right. I also think it's just funny to think about, but you've never been in my car or in my house until today. Oh my today. God, I know. That's so funny. Until today. I know. But that's because you've had to come to where I am. You've had to meet me. And it doesn't even, like, but it's just so funny that I'm like, oh yes, welcome to my house that strangers see. I know, that's so weird. <laughs> that's so weird. But it works. It, it works. And I think that's the most important thing is like, it doesn't need to make sense to anyone besides mm -mm. you and the friend. Now, again, you need to make sure you have boundaries in place and like everything is healthy and you know, you're moving forward as, as you should, but it's important to go in, set realistic expectations and then execute on those expectations. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Cause we've talked about this and I don't think either of us have really gotten to a place of what we think works here, but as far as like exiting friendships in, in a world where you're friends on oh yeah, social media. So even though like you're growing apart from somebody, you're still sort of entangled in them and it's really hard. Like for me, I, I think I said this, like I, I've really noticed in the past probably year and probably more so in the last like six months or so, friends I've outgrown and friends I've been staying friends with because we've been friends mm -hmm. and like it doesn't mean they're bringing anything to my life anymore and those are friends that drain me even just from texting and talking to them I feel like it requires so much effort but I don't want to have this dramatic conversation of we need to break up I would like it to just fizzle but yeah. it almost feels impossible mm -hmm. because of every other way you entangle yourselves yeah, it is really hard on social media, especially because like you post something and then you see that they watched it and you're like, like, okay. I know we both know there's people that are going to watch things today. Right. And I'm just like, 
Okay. So, and I just take that as, listen, they're still taking interest in my life. But I also have to remember when I watch someone's stories, what is my mindset? It's not to intricately look at every single thing or to pinpoint everything they're doing. It's like, oh, okay. I like look sometimes, you know, it goes by quick. So I think we take a thinking to social media completely different when it's our own versus what other people's habits are. Right. So if you know that they're like, oh, I watch every story, I listen to every word, I read every caption, then like that would be like, okay, like maybe you should just restrict them from your story. But if they're like a passive um, Instagrammer or Facebooker and they just like tap, 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 and you know that they're not actually invested in you, I think that's the difference. I think if you know them as a person and you know that like, oh no, they are watching me um, versus, oh, they're just, you know, we're just casual at this point. We're like acquaintances. I think that that's the difference. Because I know when I watch people's stories, sometimes I'm like, tap, 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 tap. Okay, but I'm saying like the the other version where you know like they're they watch your stuff, they constantly like will message me from my story and like comment like and like we're still actively talking. I just on my end feel drained by a friendship. Like I'm not feeling like it's serving anything anymore because I feel like I have to I can't come as I am the way I do with you. I can't and I'm realizing the older I get how important that is because what what point do you have in being friends with people and if you can even really call them friends if you aren't able to say this is me like yeah I think the biggest part there is if they and here's the thing because you don't want to alter your content for people right you don't want to not post stuff because one person is going to say something and I know I had offered this to hide your story, but then again, you're like, I'm pretty sure they're just going to find it again or realize that they're blocked. And so to me, I think that that's worthy of a conversation and say, hey, I know our viewpoints are different. I know we're in a similar season and I, I understand that you have a lot to say, but why don't you start a page and share your thoughts? Like, right. I, I think that that would be. You need to have the conversation because if not, people sometimes like come into my inbox and they think it's a free playground and they're like, we're just going to occupy you. This is going to be fine. Just so many opinions. Which like I That love. I never asked for. Right. I love people in my DMs, but like sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a lot, you know? And it's a lot when that person is personally connected to you right. and you feel like ever, it's not even about the social media aspect in that. It's more that that is like a string that... Like if that person messages me and I open it, they now see that I saw it and they now know that I saw it. So it's like, I can't just not respond to a text message. I can't just move on. Like it it becomes something else. And it's like, then I have to have this awkward conversation of, I think we should see other, like what, see other people? Like, how do you just say like, I don't feel like we align anymore. And I don't want you to feel like you constantly are triggered by me or offended by me, but I also can't continue to censor myself and how I feel about you. I I just don't think we sync up anymore. Yeah. Have you ever seen that meme where it's like, I wish I could walk around with a, with a sleeve full of red hearts. And when people say something, you just stick a heart on it and walk (laughs) away because that's how we end conversations. That's what I wish in real life. Okay. But I think that the the social media thing makes it weird. Okay? It makes it weird. Like if when I was younger, if you grew apart from people, you, you just, just left. You you went out your separate ways, and it wasn't dramatic. It's because you just weren't in life together anymore, and that was enough. But it's like social media lets us 
tricks our minds into thinking we're more connected to people than we are. And when it's people you had, especially longstanding friendships with, like before, in my case or at our age, like before it was really all on social media, like Mm -hmm. it it keeps you feeling like you're you're still involved in each other's lives when you're really not. Yeah, I agree. Like, and I, I just like, I have friends that like will text me and like, I'm not saying I don't appreciate people. I do. I just, I, I'm learning we don't align. And I feel like sometimes we're both forcing this friendship to stay. And I don't know why. And I don't know how to let it break apart without like, I, I don't want to have some, because I'm not mad at this person. We didn't get in a fight. We right. didn't, there, there's nothing wrong. I just don't think we sync up anymore. And that's, and that's okay. okay. But how do you let that, you can't, it doesn't happen naturally anymore. One, they don't have a bound, they don't know boundaries, right? People, this is the other thing. So Lauren does social media and she has a blog and it's amazing. And, you know, it's crazy when you start showing up consistently, people who don't show up think that you are available to them, right? They think that you are now available. And we're going to go to the positives of social media friendship in here in a minute. But I think that one, you need to say, hey, um, I understand you've voiced this opinion a few times, but my page isn't for this. You know, my page is just to show other other moms. They're not alone, you know? And if you, that's not okay, like that's not for you, like maybe you should just unfollow it. Like I had a window for that the other day and I wish I took it and I didn't. And like, I look back on it now and I'm like, I wish I had said that, but I, I kept thinking in my head all the ways that conversation was going to become a snowball. And I didn't want to have that confrontation. Right. And that was further proof to me that like, I just need to have it <laughs> right but like I I can't like you know you're talking about how I'm able to have those difficult conversations there's certain people I can't and I don't know why it's because you're not as emotionally invested because I feel like when you when I have a hard conversation with someone it's because they're worth it well yeah I said that to you about somebody else recently mm-hmm. yeah and I was like I just I, I thought about what you said to me about somebody and I was like I couldn't say because I just didn't care right like when I care but I feel like that's just it though it, if I wanted to If there was something to repair. There's two things. There's caring about the friendship and caring about you. And the one you're explaining now is bumping into the caring about you. And that's the reason why you need to have the conversation. Does that make sense? Because it's no longer a friendship thing. It's a you thing. It's now impacting you. When you see the message come up, you're like, probably like, ugh. Well, right? it is. It's, it's, I know it's like I feel obligated to answer, but like I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets complicated. It does. It so, gets very complicated at this like age. And I hate, I feel like I've overused the word season the so many times, but like season. this season of life, like to like. This story block. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't have any ill feelings towards you. I just think we're realizing we grew up to be very different people. Yeah. And that needs to be okay. And I mean, we can text once in a while, but like it doesn't need to be as much as it's become. It doesn't need to be what it used to be. Like maybe you shouldn't follow my page because we don't agree on anything. Like just maybe, follow my personal page. Yeah. You like, never post on there. Like I don't, I don't know. I just. Okay. Can you talk about some of the positives of social media friends? Like what some like social media, like supporters, I should say. Like, okay. I have like 
uh, and I'm sure you see this too. I have like a group of people that follow my page that are like extremely active. They're like, yeah, yeah, we And like, <laughs> I have like legitimate conversations with them like on the red. Like almost and daily. I think the best part of those is when I made this page, it was for other people, but it was also for me because mm-hmm. I was adjusting to staying home when I didn't plan on it because of COVID. Everything changed. And I wanted an outlet and I needed to connect to people at a time where connection was literally being told not to. Right. And... So when I like have a bad day with my kids or I've been posting about the sleep regression my four month old is currently in, like the feedback of the people that can relate to it. And like, it's just, it's don't underestimate the power of feeling validated in your feelings. And I think that's what it comes down to when you open a message in your inbox and it's, it's girl, I feel you. I'm in the same boat oh my God, this, that, and the other. Hey, I tried this this one time. Have you? Tr- I'm sure you've heard this before, but if you give it a try versus just so you know, like this bothered me or it's just I, why, I what do you that. gain by by wasting your time? Like right. move on. So I will say that. So I've recently, you know, as we all know here on the podcast, you've all been with me through this journey of finding Jesus. And I now have people slide into my DM saying, hey, I was just thinking about you and here's a prayer for you. And then they pray in my DMs with a voice message. And I was like, people, this is real. I, I can't believe that there are people who care enough to send me a kind message and then pray for me. So when I posted about how my husband and I were, took about a year almost trying to conceive for our second, which is something a lot of people don't talk about. We had a very easy time getting pregnant the first time. And there's something called secondary infertility, which happens to more women a than lot of women. ever discussed because a lot of people get invalidated or don't talk about it because they get the condescending, well, at least you had one. Ugh. It's just rude. It um, it's not it. But I posted a lot about our struggle and I wouldn't even consider it infertility because we were lucky enough to get pregnant without outside assistance of any kind. But we were struggling. And I posted about it because I knew women could relate. The amount of people I heard from when I said we're pregnant, I I don't, they were more happy for me than most people in my personal life. Like they, the the support, the the genuine joy, like it was, it was unbelievable. The same thing happened with me with my master's degree. Literally the internet rallied for me and the people in my personal life were like, cool. Except me. I was pretty stoked. You were pretty excited. <laughs> but it's just, it's, but it's one of those things where it's like, you don't realize the community you build. Right. A, because we're putting effort online, but then you also need to transcend that effort into real life. Right. Because it's so easy to get stuck online and everyone's comfortable and making friends is uncomfortable. It's and so uncomfortable. And in a lot of ways, maintaining friends at this age is so uncomfortable. Right. Because we're no longer just everyone has more everyone has more in their own life right that is important to them and it's so hard you're evolving you're learning your your perspective shifts and you're trying to meet somewhere with these people that might not be the same people they were when you first met and when you first clicked and that's why look at marriages like it's so hard to stay committed to one person because you're constantly changing right yeah yeah I'm not the same person I was when my husband and I started dating. Which I think is important to talk about. Sign out the babysitter just messaged me. Okay, this is real life. (laughs) This is real life. Oh, it's just a cute cute. picture of the 
because she woke up. Okay. Just had to make sure. Cute photo of the baby. But you (laughs) talked about this um, and we don't have to go into obviously details, but I think it's important for women to know in friendships and relationships alike, you need to reevaluate what you need and then make that clear. Correct. Because what I need now, like I'll use my marriage. What I need in my marriage now is not what I needed even in my marriage when we got married, but then what I needed when we were dating, a lot of my needs have changed and they'll change again. Right. And what I've learned for the sake of my marriage, because fighting does happen, is I have to say, you know, I need more me time. I need this. And, you know, I I have a great husband. He's very supportive, but he works, as you know, always being over, really, really horrible hours. So I'm with these kids a lot. And just because I love them and just because I want to be with them, I need breaks. And that's something I learned in the past couple of months. I had to be more vocal about. Mm-hmm. And I had to say, this is now a priority. We need to financially find a way to make this part of us a priority because I will be a better mother. I will be a better wife. I will be a better person. And I think the same thing applies to friendships is this is what I expect in my friendships. This is what I need. This is the person I am. If you aren't that person, that's cool that's fine it's cool i'm not here to judge but we're not going to meet where we are and maybe we should just be acquaintances and casual friends and i'll i'll continue to like your cute pictures but like that's where we end i agree and that has to be okay and i think it's hard i I don't think any of us properly know how to be okay with that without feeling dejected and it making it bigger than it is it's okay to outgrow people and i don't know where along the way we were told it's not and it's so it's natural and if you're not outgrowing people, you should take a look around. And 100%. Like, Why am I not outgrowing these people? Or if you only attract the same people over and over and over and be like, okay, well, is it me? Am I attracting this type of person again and again and again because I'm putting out that vibe and that energy and I'm not growing? Or is it that I don't believe in myself enough to have higher friendships, right? Like, and I think that- And I think that's the same for dating. And I think people focus more on it with dating where it's like, why do I keep getting in these hard relationships? What are you attracting? What message are you sending? If you want someone who doesn't want you just for, you know, sex or for your body or for how you look and you want something serious, then stop leading with sex and your body and how you look. Right. If you want more substantial friendships with people that show up, then the first thing you have to do is show up. And be vulnerable and real. Like that's the That's what we did. Biggest thing. That's why that's how this worked. This is how this happened. We were both like, yo, I'm a hot mess. Welcome. Let's do this. Let's do it. (laughs) And now we're matching fits. But I hope you enjoyed this conversation on friendship and relationships in general because it's one that I don't think is had enough. And it's one that A, there is hope. B, if you are surrounded by people who like you just don't click with anymore, you can have those conversations and step into new relationships. And then if you're in current relationships that you want to save and you want to build upon, you know how to now have those conversations and share what you need. And I think that's the, it's in any relationship, it goes down to communication. Like Mm -hmm. the biggest thing I would tell anybody, and this is what I do all the time is, You have to talk to people the way they receive information, not the way you do. So if I'm talking to you, I know the way you receive information is not the same as my husband. Mm -hmm. So when I need him to understand something, it's a different type of conversation. And you have to learn to meet people where they are and not expect them to always come to where you are. And I mean that like figuratively and mentally. And that is how you foster it. But you also, like you said, it's boundaries, it's honesty, it's vulnerability, it's you have to be willing to be everything you're expecting to get. 
Right. You need to show up and you need to understand that there's going to be ebbs and flows and there's going to be waves and this and that. And not every day is going to be the same. And you know what I mean? And talking about those weird things. So sometimes I'm like, oh, sorry, can't come over. And Lauren will be like, I'm not going to lie. My brain just said that you hate me and my children and everything about it. And I'm like, I'm so happy you told me because I don't hate you and your family and everything about it. I just am busy. And so I think that sharing those thoughts is important because then I can say, oh no, that's not the case at all. Like this is how this is working and this is what's happening. Listen, ADD is a very, very, very angry little monster. She angry and she live rent free. Okay. (laughs) Like she kind of makes the decisions. Um, Well, if you want to tune into our next episode about ADHD, keep your eyes peeled um, because we are going to be dropping that in just a few weeks. So Lo, thank you so much for being here. And I'm so glad sharing your vibe and your fit. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) All right, everyone. Goodbye. If you want to follow Lo, I'll go ahead and drop her information below as well. And she's going to be a regular here. So give her a follow and a shout and send her some love.